AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. I am your host. My name is Marcus Burgos. So glad to be back in the studio. You know, I love the Word of God and I love reading it. This year, I'm reading a plan that doesn't take me from page one to the last page, but bounces me around uh, the Bible. And um, reading now, uh, in these last days, the book of Genesis, closing out the book of Genesis. And I'm reading about Joseph. Love, love Joseph. Love his experience. I love there's so much symbolism. Uh, he is a type of Jesus. Uh, and we can learn so much. But there's a point in his story and I'm, I'm reading from chapter 45, uh, where he is now revealing himself to his brother. All of the, the, the popular drama, if you would, has already happened. The dreams, his dreams, Pharaoh's dreams. Uh, and now they're in the, uh, the seven years of lack. And his brothers come, and he does what he does to his brothers, and they got to come back. You know the story. But there's, there's a piece in there that I find so interesting in chapter 45, uh, right from the beginning. And he asks all the servants to leave, and his brothers are there in the room, and they don't know what's going on. And, and he says, I am Joseph. And, and I love that because there is a revelation. You know, there is the revelation uh, of, of a type of Jesus saying, saying to his brother and his brothers, I am Joseph. I'm the one that you rejected. I'm the one that you sold into Egypt. There is a revelation. Uh, but in the very next verse, verse 4 of, of chapter 45, his, some, he says something that just hits me in the heart. And he says, please come closer. So it's not just the revelation, but it's, it's also the relationship. It's not only it's not enough for us to know that Jesus is the Lamb of God, uh, that that He died for us on the on the cross, and that we know these things in our brain, and we know that two plus two is four. It's not enough to just know that He is Lord. Uh, there must be a relationship, though. So the revelation must be followed by a relationship uh, with Him. And He says, "Come closer. I'm your brother." Forget about all the things that, that you did wrong. Forget about what, what you meant. And, you know, he says it later, what you meant for evil, God turned it for good. And, and, you know, you, you, you don't, don't be angry at yourself, he actually says in that, in that passage. And, and I love how, how he is not looking at himself or worried about his own feelings. He has already died to his feelings. And he says, you know what? I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to provide for you. I'm here to make a way for you. And being a type of Jesus is just that that is the characteristics of a savior. Who who dies for their enemy? You haven't seen that movie. Marvel is not making that movie. Uh and so but but Jesus died for you and it's not enough uh for you to know this. You have to take the next step. Come closer. Come closer. Serve the Lord. Give him your heart. Open your heart to him. Love on him. 
and and build that relationship uh, with Jesus through His Word. There's a book is written. It's called the Holy Bible. Uh, many people have it. It's, it's that dusty book, maybe opened on Psalm 23. Uh, but take it, uh, pick it up, dust it off. And and if you don't know where to start, hey, start at the beginning. Genesis is a great place to start. If not, go to go go to the the Gospels, maybe the Book of John. I, I would. There's so many places you could even call the call the station, and and we could talk about where 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 you could uh, start reading the Bible, or you could connect with the church. Hey, what about that? Uh, I, I think that's a great plan. Connect with the church. And if you're looking for a church, hey, guess what? I have a pastor in studio with us today. <laughs> pastor Cody Ford. Uh, thank you, pastor. That's a great, that's a great segue to get into what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, you are the pastor of Worthy People Church. And Pastor Cody, thank you so much for being here today with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, and so if people are looking for a church, why don't, we, why don't we break what we usually do and just tell me where your church is. How can we find you? Yeah, Worthy People Church. We are located near downtown um, in the Midtown area inside the Laurel Heights Pharmacy Building. All right. What's, what's the address? So the address is 2608 North Main Avenue, San Antonio, Texas, 78212. All right. And we can find you online at... Yeah, yeah, on our website. Um, it's got all the information there about who we are, what we're doing. Uh, it's at www.worthypeople.church. Worthypeople.church. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Go to and check out worthypeople.church. And uh, when you're, look, you're looking for a church, get there. They're right downtown. Uh, we have churches everywhere in San Antonio, and that is such a blessing. But before we get to the church and, and talk a lot more about that, I want to talk about you, Pastor. I want to introduce yeah. you to our listeners. Tell us something about you. Are you a Texan? Were you were you born here, raised in San Antonio? What's the deal about uh, about you? Who is Pastor Cody Ford? <laughs> You're going to put me out there because I think even the listeners might might be able to pick up on this accent a little <laughs> bit. Um, so I am not a native San Antonian. Um, I am from East Texas. I'm not from around these parts. Um, but yeah, I'm originally from East Texas. I've been in San Antonio for 10 years. Um, you know, I'll go into that with my testimony, like how did I show up here? Um, but yeah, I love San Antonio and have called it home with my wife and, and my son made a family here and a new life and, uh, here in San Antonio and I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about that new life. What, how, how did the new life find you? How did Jesus find you? Where were you? Tell me a little bit about your conversion. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little bit about me. You know, uh, of course, like I said, I'm from East Texas. I grew up in government-type assisted living projects, and and um, I was the fourth child of my biological mother. And as soon as I was born, I went with my grandmother um, along with the rest of my brothers. My mother was on the streets. She was an addict. Um, I never have seen or met my father, my birth father, to this day. But yeah, I just grew up kind of in a rough background, family dysfunction. Um, you know, we grew up very poor. We were fortunate to, just to have running water and electricity on Christmas, uh, much less gifts. Um, and so growing up in that type of lifestyle, my grandmother, she was older, you know, she, she was 
in her late 70s trying to keep up with four energetic boys. I've got one and could barely do it. So (laughs) I really am thankful for my grandmother, you know, in, in, in the life that she tried to give us. But you know, we were just, uh, as we got older, running the streets, and one thing led to another, and we ended up getting in trouble and ended up, you know, having to face juvenile and detention, and, and uh, you know, incarceration was something that ran through my family. My father was incarcerated. My uncles, I grew up going into prisons at a young age to visit family, and that was just a normal part of life. You know, right. you grow up, you go to jail. That, that's what you do, and um, I really didn't have any other example for uh, except that. Now, I told myself I was going to be different. I wasn't, you know, going to end up like my family. I wasn't going to end up in addiction, um, you know, but ultimately, Ultimately, my grandmother passed away when I was 18. You know, she was my mom. She was all that I had. And uh, when I had no one to turn to and I was hurting the most in my life, I did turn um, to drugs and alcohol to to treat that, to ease that pain. Um, but ultimately, it didn't. It only made things worse. And, um, you know, that drug addiction ended up taking everything fr- from me. I ended up being homeless, living in my car, uh, asking for money just to get something to eat. And, you know, I, I never would have thought, you know, that that would have ended up being me, you know, yeah. or, or, or my life. And uh, just the choices, uh, you know, behind my drug addiction ended up going going in and out of jail, um, ended up going to prison and um, at 20 years old. And, um, you know, I was young. I had my whole life ahead of me, so to speak. Um, and when I was in prison, I was angry. I was mad. I was mad at the world. Um, I felt that I had been done wrong or unjustly punished. And and um, it, it was through that time, you know, I spent three years being angry at the world. I did not believe in God. I believed in God, but I was mad at him. Mm-hmm. I, I believed that God should have done better for me in my life. Um, But what I didn't recognize is that everything that was happening in my life was not from God. You know, it was from the enemy. And John 10.10 says that the that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's what's happening. My life was being destroyed. Um, my dreams were being killed. Like my future, you know, I didn't have any type of future. Everything uh, was taken from me, yeah. and um, it, it's during that that a ministry came into the prison, um, and I, God started kind of working on me. That seed was planted. You know, the Bible says that one plants, another waters. Yeah. Um, I I went and started going to service. I was looking for more. I thought, you know what? There's got to be more. I don't want to come back here. I want to live a different life. And um, I met someone um, within the prison who was serving God, and they just had a light about them. And I thought, man, I, I've done every drug in the book. I've done everything. I've never... Um, seen the way that this guy feels, the way that he, the light that he has, you know, that has to be real. And that's what Jesus said, let your light shine before men. And, and that's what he did. And, and he asked me one question. He said, um, he told me about his life and testimony and the good things God had done for him. And um, at the end of it, 
of his testimony, he just said, if you died tonight, do you know where you would go? Um, and that was the end of the conversation. You know, we ended up having to like go eat or do something. And those words just kind of kept playing in my mind. And, and I was by myself in a, in a jail cell and got down on a concrete floor and cried out to Jesus and mm-hmm. said, I want to know where I'm going to go, you know? And, and so I accepted that free gift of salvation. And over the next two years, um, began with Bible studies and, and trying to reach other people within the prison. And uh, when I was released at 25 years old, God told me to come to San Antonio. And I was like, God, I've never been there. You know, I don't know anybody. He said, come to San Antonio. So I came here with the clothes on my back, and that's it. I went to a church, uh, ended up someone saying, hey, you can stay at my house. And I was thinking, you don't even know who I am. Like, <laughs> I just got out of prison, and you you let me come in your home with your family. And so, you know, that was just the love of Christ that I saw and ended up getting a job, getting on my feet. Uh, a year later, ended up meeting my wife in church and getting married. And, and um, you know, in, in the 10 years now of of being on the outside serving God is, you know, I've, I've uh, stayed faithful to God. God's been faithful to me. Um, but God told me whenever I came to San Antonio, I want you to uh, start a ministry. And I was like, okay, God, I didn't know what that would that look like. I knew it was a calling. I told my wife, hey, before you marry me, I'm, I have a calling on my life. This is your chance now if, yeah. you're, if you're not <laughs> down with that. And she was like, oh, great. You know, that's good. She, she, uh, she was good with that and um, really couldn't be where I am today without my wife, that's you know, right. yeah. without a godly woman. I mean, she'd been in church six years praying for a man of God and why God was refining and working on me. And then we met. But, you know, she was always there supporting me by my side. And, uh, you know, be- getting started before I could get started in ministry, I looked at the Bible, you know, King David. We know about David now. Mm-hmm. But he started in the shepherd field. He started yeah. being responsible with what he had. And, and so God was just like, I want you to be responsible with what you have. I want you to serve me and serve under a pastor. And uh, just whenever that time is for that door to open for ministry, that's when it's going to happen. So, you know, I, I stayed faithful in serving um, pastors, doing ministry at my local church. Um, and then it was through the pandemic, you know, during that time. God shut the the world down, and we were all at home, and God was like, hey, he really started speaking to me and said, you know, it's time. It's time for you um, to start a ministry. And so back then, 10 years ago, God told me that I was going to start a ministry called Worthy People. And the reason why that's significant to me is part of me coming to Christ is I never thought I was good enough. Mm. I always thought, man, God doesn't want me. Uh, you know, everything that I've done, I'm not good enough. You know, I can't be like those good Christian people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so that was part of my conversion is that I, I never thought that I was good enough. And then God spoke to me and said, you know, I sent my son to die for you. If I gave you my son to die for you, that must I must think you're pretty worthy of something. And then now as a father, I love my son, but I don't love anybody enough to give my son away. Yeah. And so just to bring that full circle, John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only begotten son. For me, for whoever's listening, for you, and uh, and so he purchased us, 
you know, with the blood of Jesus. And he, he thinks that's how much he loves us. That's how much he cares about us. So when I found out about a God that wasn't out to get me, he wasn't trying to fry me in the lake of hell, you know, of course, you know, we have a decision to make right. about heaven or hell. That's very real. But I always thought God's out to get me. You know, the lightning would strike outside, Marcus, and I would think <laughs> that's God He's going to get me. And so when I found out that God loved me, he has a plan for my life, that he came to give me life and life more abundantly. I can call heaven my home and he wants to bless me now. He he calls me worthy, and so, you know, I, I meet people all the time, all types of backgrounds, They maybe not backgrounds with incarceration or addiction. I've met people that come from very nice backgrounds. They have college ed- educations. Uh, you know, they, they make six figures, and they don't, they don't, they think that uh, God, you know, doesn't care about them or because of past mistakes, and so everything came around, and you know, the mission of our, our, our church is to remove the labels of society by seeing and accepting all people as Jesus. And that's what we saw with Jesus. Jesus was hanging around with irreparable people in society. You know, that's why the religious people wanted to stone Jesus, is that look at the 12 disciples, tax collectors, mm-hmm. you know, Mary Magdalene, she was a prostitute. Like, the list goes on and on yeah. of people that were labeled as no good nobodies. The man that was on the cross next to Jesus when when Jesus died um when he was on the cross the man said i believe that you're you're Jesus and Jesus said this day you'll be with me in paradise now we call that man the murderer on the cross but Jesus never called him the man the murderer on the church, on the cross is that God sees us all equally no matter who we are where we've come from and so once we take the limits off God of thinking that well, I mean, I'm at a disadvantage because of, you know, whatever. I mean, you were talking about Joseph at the top of the program. Look look at Joseph. Joseph was in prison 13 years yeah. for something he, he didn't even do. And overnight, he became second in command of the most powerful country in the world. So that's like getting out of prison and becoming vice president, yeah. uh, you know. And so that's the God we serve. And the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did in Genesis, he's still doing now in 2022. That's I mean, right. God's still the same. He's still uh, he's still hunting people down to love them, um, to bless them, to do good to them. And so once I found out that that's who God was, I was like, I want to serve a God that loves me, right. that has an amazing plan for my life. And so 10 years later is that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm out serving God, you know, uh, have close to 15 years of sobriety, and um, our church is a church for all people. You know, we're we're not specifically only doing outreach for to previously incarcerated or, um, you know, our church is a normal church. We do have ministries, prison ministry, but um, our church is a mix-up of mostly just, you know, normal people, you know, people that uh, come from normal backgrounds, you know, they've never had an addiction or never been incarcerated. Um, but we wanted to take those labels off and just say, you know what, God loves and sees us all the same. And um, so that we've been open now for about six months. Yeah. And um, that that's what we're aiming to do. We're aiming to let people know the identity they have in Christ. Because if you don't know who you are in Christ, 
the world can tell you a different story. The enemy will make you believe a different story. And that's the very first thing he did in the Garden of Eden. He said, did God really say? Right. And so the first thing the enemy did is make us try to doubt what God said about us. And so we have to see us ourselves as as God sees us and, um, you know, be empowered and and uh, receive his Holy Spirit that's going to help us and, and lead us and, and guide us. Um, you know, he can do abundantly more than we can ask or think. I never thought I'd be here. I never thought I'd be talking to you or have a church. But, hey, that that's how, how good God is. And so out of, that, out of that ministry now, out of that calling and out of your response to, to the calling and that question, uh, has come more fruit, and so the ministry, the church, is one of them. Uh, but you have recently uh, launched a program right here on KSLR. Yeah, uh, talk to me a little bit about about that. Yeah, so yeah, we just launched Worthy People Freedom Radio. It comes on right here on AM six thirty, The Word, on Sunday nights at ten thirty. And we wanted to be a uh, have a way uh, worthy people. Freedom Radio is, you know, the freedom that Jesus gives. I mean, um, he he set me free, he set you free. Whoever's listening, um, he can set you free as well. The thing is, I found this sounds crazy, Marcus, but I found freedom in prison. <laughs> and you don't find you don't that it's like what say that again, but it it doesn't sound right. But I found freedom in the most uh, locked up environment. Yeah. because I was free on the inside. And so if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. So we want to be able to offer that to to people that are that are in prison. The program reached nine uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice uh, prisons um, within the, the listener range here of uh, AM 630, The Word. So nine units can pick it up at 1030 on their radios, and they can hear about that, that you know what God can do in their life, and of course, people here on the outside they can they can hear, um, listen to it as well. So, if somebody has a family member that's on the inside that you know about that's in our listener range, hey, tell them Sunday nights ten thirty. Uh, me and my host David Turner we're on here for an hour, and uh, we're featuring interviews people previously incarcerated. Uh, organizations in the community that are providing resources to the previously incarcerated. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, all around good conversation on Sunday night. Starts at 1030 and it goes all the way to midnight. Right. So it's yeah. an hour and a half long. And so uh, I would encourage the listener, if you know somebody that is incarcerated, uh, send them a letter, get get the word to them so that at 1030 Sunday nights, they could be uh, they could be picking up AM six thirty the word. Now, yeah. Pastor, I want you to as we as we are wrapping up uh, the church now, um, and we talked about the ministry, talked about your testimony, but won't you reach out to somebody today, invite them to church, or maybe even to say the prayer? Maybe you're listening today and you don't know uh, if if you die today where you will end up. That's that's a, that's a big question. That's a big worry and doubt to have. But you can have the blessed assurance that, that many of us have, mm. that death will come to us all. Yeah. But we're not worried because we know where we're going to be after that. So, Pastor, why don't you yeah. talk to somebody? So if, any, you know, if you're listening to this and uh, you've been looking for a church, hey, maybe this is—I don't believe in coincidence, but 
we invite everybody that's listening out to Worthy People Church. We meet on Sundays at 11 a.m., so come join us. We're non-denominational. Be a part of, you know, one of our services. But at every service, our our mission is to leave better than when you walked in and to receive um, the love and freedom of Christ and uh you know, of course, we're doing that on Sundays, but maybe you're listening to this right now and you've, you know, beat yourself up with all types of labels, maybe labels put on by um, a former parent or a spouse or someone who said you didn't matter, you were no good, you were going to be a failure. Um, you know, uh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but, you know, it happens to us all. And so if you're listening to this right now, know that that's not who God created you to be. You know, know that he loves you, that he has a plan for your life and that you can remove that. See yourself like Jesus sees you then and and receive his love today. And so if you're listening and, and you want to have a chance to remove those labels or accept Christ, I'm going to ask you to pray with me now. And so we're going to say a prayer together. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I ask you that you would remove all the labels put onto me by friends, family, or society and replace them with what you say about me, who you created me to be. I'm stepping into my God-given identity today to live the free and abundant life that Jesus came to give me. And I will serve you, Jesus, for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you for being here. And uh, San Antonio, I'll I'll end with how I opened. Uh, Jesus says, come closer. Find a church. You could, now you know Pastor Cody Ford and uh, Worthy People Church, worthypeople.church. And uh, get to church, San Antonio. God bless you. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.